We're going to be learning in Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi, the 12th piece in Hilchus Tumas Meis. This is Parak Chav Beis, Halacha Beis. And the issue Rab Chaim is discussing is there's a rule of Tzamid Pesil. The Torah says that any earthenware vessel which is sealed, so it has an enclosed top, the whole container inside is enclosed, protects against Tumas Meis. So Rab Chaim's going to formulate what's included in that protection. And the Torah defines it as things inside the vessel. So he's going to define what the phrase inside the vessel means. The Rambam writes, An earthenware vessel that was filled with clay till midway, lo bitlo. That doesn't negate the original earthenware vessel. If he then buries vessels in the clay, so the earthenware vessel protects the vessels inside of it from Tomas Mace. Now this comes from the Tosefta in Kalim chapter 7, Kefisha Shinosan Batit Adchetia. A Kefisha is a stone vessel which is overturned that was filled with clay till halfway. And then he buried Kalim in it. So this is a debate between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Kefisha is nullified by the clay that's filled up inside of it. So it's no longer considered a vessel. So it doesn't protect the vessels that are inside of it. The Chachamim disagree and they hold that the clay doesn't nullify the kafisha, so it still protects the vessels that are inside of it. So the Rambam rules in accordance with the Chachamim that the clay does not nullify the vessel it's in. So that's why he rules in his case of an earthenware vessel that it protects the vessels inside of it even though it's halfway filled with clay. Now the Ravid disagrees because he quotes that there's another Tosefta which says that even if the vessel would be fully filled up with clay, it would still become tame inside of it. And certainly when it's only halfway filled, so the tuma enters the upper half of this vessel. So this clay cheres, which is halfway filled, cannot protect the things inside of it because the tuma itself enters into this clay cheres. It itself becomes tameh. So how can it protect the things inside of it? So Rab Chaim explains what the Ravid means to ask on the Rambam is he understands that the tsumid pasil in this case is the clay that's filling up the vessel. In other words, the vessel needs to be sealed in order to protect the things inside of it. This is an open earthenware vessel, so ordinarily it would not protect the stuff inside. But what the Ramba means to say, the way the Ravid understands him, is that since this earthenware vessel is filled with clay, with tit, so that tit creates a situation of tzamid pasil. It's as if the vessel is sealed through the tit. So anything inside of this clay cheres is now protected through tzamid pasil. So on that, the Ravid asks, how's this going to work? Because since the tit is only filling up half the clay cheres, the upper half still becomes tamay. And once the tuma enters the clay cheres, the whole vessel becomes tamay. So how can it keep the tuma out based on tzamid pasil when and the vessel itself became tame. Once a vessel becomes tame, it can no longer block the tuma from entering. So the Kesef Mishnah answers that the Rambam means something totally different than how the Ravid understood. The Rambam does not mean that the tit itself is the tzamid pasil. The Rambam is referring to a clay cheres which has a tzamid pasil. So it's sealed on top. The whole vessel is closed off. So that's where the tzamid pasil protection comes from because this clay cheres is sealed off. 
The issue with the tit filling up half the klecheres is that the tit could potentially negate this as a vessel, in which case it would no longer protect the stuff inside of it. So the view of Rabbi Yehuda is that even though this vessel is tzamid pesil, since it's filled with tit, it loses the status of a vessel, so it no longer protects the things inside of it. And on that, the Chachamim disagree that even though it's filled with tit, it remains a vessel, so the tzamid pesil, which is sealed on top, protects the stuff inside. And that's how the Rambam rules. So the Rambam is not using the tit for tzamid pesil. He's saying that the tit doesn't cancel the existing tzamid pesil. Now, the Ravid reads the debate in the Tosefta totally differently. So he says that the case is ordinarily to create Samid Pasil, you would take the kafisha and put it over a barrel, and then you would solidify it using the clay. In this case, the person did the opposite. They put the clay in the kafisha, and then they put the barrel inside of it. So instead of putting the covering on the barrel, they put the barrel on the covering. So the debate is that Rabbi Yehuda says, since that's not the ordinary way of sealing the barrel, it's not considered tzamid pasil. And the Chachamim say it doesn't matter, even though it's an unusual way of sealing the barrel, it's still tzamid pasil. So according to the Kesef Mishnah, there's two totally different tracks between the Rambam and the Raivid, how to understand this debate in the Tosefta. According to the Rambam, the debate is, if there's clay filling up the vessel, does it lose its status? Status as a vessel. Rabbi Yehuda says it does. The Chachamim say it doesn't. According to the Raivid, the debate is if the barrel is sealed in an unusual way, it's put on the lid. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's not Samid seal. According to the Chachamim, it is. Now, Rabbi Chaim asks on the Kesef Mishnah's explanation of the Rambam, how can Rabbi Yehuda hold that in this case where it's half filled with clay, the whole vessel loses its status when the top of the vessel has empty empty airspace. So that's clearly still a vessel and there's Samid Pasil. So the top half of this vessel is the usual case of an empty vessel with Samid Pasil. So it certainly protects whatever's inside of it. And once the top is protected, so the bottom half, which has clay, should also be protected because the Mishnah in Kalim chapter 9 says that if there's Tzamid Pasil, even vessels that are swallowed in the walls of the vessel are also protected from Tomas Mace. So we see that once there's Tzamid Pasil on this vessel, it protects things that are inside of it, even if they're not in empty space. So the same thing in this case. Once there's Tzamid Pasil on the top, which is open air inside a sealed container. So that's the classic case of Tzamid Pasil. So that should now protect the whole thing, even the bottom half, whatever vessels are buried in the tit. So how does Rabbi Yehuda disagree with that and say that this whole Klecheres loses its status as a vessel? So Rab Chaim answers based on a comment in the Tosefta, which is quoted by the Rosh in his commentary to Kalim chapter 9. We only know that things that are in the barrel are protected through the vessel. How do we know that from the top, the seal of the barrel and above is also protected? So that we derive from the word vessel, meaning anything that's included in the vessel, including the 
stopper, the block on top, is all included in the protection of the barrel. So Rab Chaim explains that what the Tosefta is saying is that we would have assumed that only things inside of the barrel are protected. So the word kli teaches us that it's not only things inside of the vessel, but even the vessel itself is also protected. So the stopper is part of the vessel, so it's included in the protection of Tzamid Pasil, not because it's in the vessel, because it's not, it's on top of the vessel, but it's part of the vessel, which is another category that's protected in Samid Pasil. So basically, there's two things which are included in this protection, anything that's in the sealed vessel, as well as the things that make up the vessel itself. So now Reb Chaim wants to know, how do we formulate this new halacha that even the vessel itself is protected, not only things that are inside? Is it that the Tosefta is teaching us that Samid Pasil is not limited only to things inside the vessel, even if something is not inside the vessel, but it's included as part of the vessel, it's still included in Samid Pasil? So that's why the Kli itself, even though it's not in the Kli, but since it is the Kli, so it's also included in Samid Pasil. Now a regular object, which is not this vessel, in order to be protected, obviously it needs to be inside of the vessel, but that's not a fundamental rule of Tzamid Pasil. That's just the technicality that the protection of Tzamid Pasil only applies to things that are inside the vessel. So if something is not inside the vessel, then Tzamid Pasil won't protect it. But if something is part of the vessel, even if it's not inside, that's not a a requirement for Tzamid Pasil, and that's why Tzamid Pasil protects the vessel itself as well. So that's one way to formulate what the Tosefta is deriving from this word Kli. The other formulation is that Tzamid Pasil always requires things to be inside of it. That's the whole definition, that's the fundamental requirement of Tzamid Pasil. The whole protection only applies to things that are inside of the vessel. Anything outside of it is not included in Tzamid Pasil, not just technically, but fundamentally it's not included in the halacha. In Rab Chaim's words, the whole fundamental protection of Tzamid Pasil depends on things being inside of it. That's the meaning of Tzamid Pasil, that whatever's inside of it is Tahar. So how then does the actual Kli itself, which is obviously not inside of the Kli, get protected? So that's a new halacha that anything which is swallowed in the sides of the vessel is also considered like it's inside the vessel. So the new halacha of Kli is that the vessel itself, even though physically it's not inside itself, but it's halachically like it's inside itself, and that's how it gets included in Tzamid Pasil. So Kli is not modifying the Tzamid Pasil and saying that it applies even to things that are outside of the vessel the other way. It's saying that even the sides of the vessel and anything inside of the sides of the vessel is considered as if it's inside of the vessel, so therefore Tzamid Pasil protects it. And Rab Chaim brings a proof to this second formulation that the whole concept of Tzamid Pasil is only for things that are inside of the vessel from the Gemara in Chulin Ayin Aleph Ahmed Beis. The Gemara is discussing how we know that something inside of someone doesn't become Tameh Tomas Mace. So let's say someone swallows something and then they walk into a room with a dead body. So the person has Tomas Ohel, but the thing inside of them is protected. Now this halacha works the other way as well. If someone swallows Tuma, their body also protects the Tuma 
from going outside. So if they're then in a room, other people with them in that room would not become Tameh. So that we derive from a Pasuk. So the Gemara says, Ashkechan Tumah Blua, we find this Halacha that a person stops the Tumah from leaving their body, but Tahara Blua Minalan. How do we know that a person protects the things inside of them? So the Gemara says it's a Kal V'chomer. Umak Lecheres Hamukav Tzomit Psil She'enu Matzil Al Tumah Shebesocho Militameh. An earthenware vessel with Tzomit Psil does not stop the Tumah from going out of it. So if there's Tumah in the sealed vessel, it goes out. And yet, Matzil Al Tahara Shebesocho Militameh. But still, the earthenware vessel with Tzomit Psil protects everything inside of it from becoming Tameh. So certainly a person which is stronger than a Klecheres because they stop the Tumah from leaving their body. So certainly, certainly the person should protect anything inside of their body from becoming Tameh. So the Gemara attempts a Kalvachomer from a Klecheres that's Mukaf Tzamid Pesil to a person's body. So the assumption of this step is that a person is more lenient than a Klecheres with regards to trans. So the Gemara asks on this, How can you say that a person is more lenient when there's a major leniency for a klecheres, which is that it doesn't become tame from the outside, only if the tumah is on the inside? So it seems that a klecheres is more lenient than a person. So the Gemara answers two things. First of all, we're not dealing with tumah from the outside in this case. The other way, we were dealing with tumah inside of the person. So it's not relevant that when there's Tumah outside, there's a leniency for Klecheres because the case that we're dealing with is when the Tumah is inside of them and there clearly the person is the more lenient situation. So we could use this Kalvachomer. Furthermore, there's a major stringency with Klecheres that even if the Tumah doesn't touch it, it's just dangling in the airspace of the Klecheres. It still makes the whole Klecheres Tameh. So that's a huge stringency for Klecheres over a person. So Rab Chaim explains that this back and forth in the Gemara, whether a person or a klecheres is more stringent, has an entire underlying conceptual framework to it. So the Gemara's question that a klecheres is more lenient, so it should protect the things inside of it, as opposed to a person, it's not just a technicality that since we found a random leniency for klecheres, so we can apply it also to this case. The Gemara is not just finding random halachas that are either stringent or lenient and trying to compare people to Klecheres and see who's more stringent or lenient. But rather, this question has a very strong underlying conceptual point, which is the Gemara understands in the question that the whole protection of Tzamid Pesil is based on the fact that Klecheres doesn't become Tameh from outside of it. So that's why the sealed container protects anything inside of it, because the Tumah's on the outside and the Klecheres blocks it from coming in. But that's not going to apply to a person who does become Tameh on the outside. So maybe the Tumah should travel through the person into the inside of them. So on that, the Gemara answers that the understanding of Tzamid Pesil in the question is off. The way Tzamid Pesil works is not because it blocks the Tumah from entering because the Tumah can't affect the Klecheres on the outside. The way Tzamid Pesil works is that it's a protection on anything in the inside. Forget about the outside of the container. That's not necessary for Tzamid Pesil. The whole halachic concept of Tzamid Pesil is that anything inside of the container is protected. So that likewise applies to a person, anything inside of their body 
is also protected. So according to Rab Chaim's explanation of the Gemara, the Gemara itself is discussing these two formulations. The questioner assumed that the vessel itself is also part of the Tzamed Pasil, and the answer is that no. Tzamed Pasil only applies to the inside of the vessel. The fact that the container's walls are also protected is because they're considered to be inside of the vessel. But Tzamed Pasil is purely a protection that applies to things that are inside. It does not apply to the actual vessel itself. So this Gemara now concludes, like Rab Chaim's second formulation, that the whole essence of the Halacha of Tzamed Pasil is only that it protects things inside of the vessel. The fact that the vessel itself is protected, the walls of the vessel, that's only because they're considered for halachic purposes as if they're inside of the vessel as well. So they're also included in the Tzamid Pasil. And it's for this reason we can apply this halacha to also inside a person. Even though a person doesn't have walls to stop the Tumah, but since the inside of a person functions like the Tzamid Pasil, so the same protection applies. So at the end of the day, the whole concept of Tzamid Pasil is only that things inside the vessel are protected, and that includes the walls of the vessel, or anything that's buried in the walls of the vessel, because it's all considered to be inside the airspace of the vessel, based on the word Kli. So now, based on this, Rab Chaim comes back to the view of Rabbi Yehuda, and he says we can now explain why in the case where half the vessel is filled with tit, we would have thought that Samid Pasil doesn't apply to the vessels that are buried in the tit. And the reason is, even though it's clear that the upper part of the vessel is included in Samid Pasil, it's a classic case of Samid Pasil in that there's empty space which is surrounded by a sealed container, but the bottom half we would have thought might not be included in the Samid Pasil. Because it's possible that since it was filled with tit, it no longer is considered in inside of the vessel. So once it loses the status of being in the vessel, it's not protected by Tzamid Pasil. Now, even though we said that anything that's buried even in the sides of the vessel itself is still included in Tzamid Pasil, but that's a special halacha, as Rab Chaim explained, that there's two things that are included in the vessel. One are things that are actually in the vessel, and two are anything that's buried in the walls of the vessel based on the word kli. So the Torah explicitly added things that are buried in the sides of the vessel that it's considered as if it's in the vessel and it's protected by Tzamid Pasil. But it did not explicitly add things that are buried in tit in the vessel. So the tit might actually make it that whatever's buried in it is not included in toch. It's not considered inside the vessel because first of all, the tit could negate the status of the vessel. So it's not considered a vessel in the bottom half. And second of all, the tit itself is obviously not a part of the vessel. So maybe what's in the tit is also not considered inside the vessel. So once it loses that status of toch, even though physically it's in a tzamid pasil, but a tzamid pasil doesn't protect anything, it has to be included in toch, it has to be inside the tzamid pasil. So there was room to argue that something that's buried in the tit in the vessel is not considered inside the vessel and the tzamid pasil does not protect it. So that's 
why the Rambam has to come tell us that even if he filled the bottom half of the barrel with tit, it doesn't negate the vessel's status. It's still considered inside of the vessel. So anything that's buried in the tit does have the status of toch and the vessel's tzamid pasil protects it. So we don't say that the tit nullifies the status of the vessel and since this vessel has tzamid pasil already, so it's able to protect anything inside of it, including anything inside the tit. And this also answers the other aspect of this question. How could this vessel lose tzamid pasil when the upper half is empty? So there's definitely tzamid pasil on the upper half, which is an empty space in a sealed container. So that should include everything underneath it, just like tzamid pasil includes the walls of the container as well. So now the answer to this also is we're not discussing whether the vessel loses its status as tzamid pasil. It's clear that this vessel has tzamid pasil because of the upper half. But the issue is whether the vessels on the bottom half in the tit lost the status of toch. So it's a different emphasis. As Rab Chaim phrases it, We're not discussing the nullification of the kli. We're talking about whether it nullifies the toch, that these vessels are considered inside of the kli. So for that issue, the fact that the upper half is considered toch is not going to help you for the bottom. Half because each section needs to be toch in order to be protected. If we were discussing the vessel's status itself, so then one half would affect the other half. But since we're discussing whether the things inside of it are considered inside of it, so each thing is judged on its own. Is this considered inside the vessel? And the fact that the upper half is considered inside doesn't help you for the bottom half. So that's what the debate between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim is about. Rabbi Yehuda accepts the argument that the place of the tit is not considered inside the vessel. So any vessels in the tit are not protected. And the Chachamim disagree because again, as Rabbi Chaim explained earlier, the tit does not nullify the status of this place, so it's still considered inside the vessel, and the Rambam rules like them, so that's why the vessels buried in the tit are protected through the Tzamid Pasil. Now in the fourth paragraph, Rab Chaim raises the issue, what happens if the entire vessel is filled with tit? So he points out that the language of the Rambam is that if the vessel is half filled with tit, so then the stuff inside of it is protected. But the implication is that if the entire vessel would be filled with tit, so then in fact the stuff inside the vessel would not be protected because of tzamid pasil. Now according to Rab Chaim's explanation of this halacha, so the reason for that would be if the entire vessel is filled with tit, so then it's no longer considered toch. It loses the status that it's considered inside of the vessel. It's now considered like it's not in the insides of a vessel because the whole inside is filled with tit. So that's why according to the Rambam, in that case where the whole vessel is filled with tit, the vessels inside the tit are tame. Now, the flip side of that would be if the entire vessel is filled with tit, so it shouldn't be able to become Tameh at all either. Because the halacha of Klecheres is that it doesn't become Tameh from the outside, only from the inside. So if we just proved that there is no inside anymore in this case, once the whole vessel is filled with tit, it loses the status of having an inside. So likewise, it shouldn't be able to become Tameh at all because it's a Klecheres. It 
doesn't become Tameh on the outside, and there is no inside to become Tameh. So that would seem to be the view of the Rambam, according to Rab Chaim's analysis, that if a Klecheres is totally filled up inside with Tit, it cannot become Tameh. Now this is the Ravid's question on the Rambam, because he quotes a Tosefta, which explicitly says that even if the vessel is totally filled up, it still becomes Tameh, and that contradicts the view of the Rambam. So it's clear from this Tosefta that even if the vessel is totally filled, it still becomes Tameh. The question is, how does the Rambam, who says that when the vessel is totally filled, it doesn't protect through Tzamid Pasil, how does he square that with the other ruling that if it's totally filled, it still becomes Tameh? So Rab Chaim says, in fact, these are two different criteria. Even though on the surface they seem similar, they both seem to depend on the vessel having an inside. They depend on toch. But in fact, there's a different criteria for each of them. When it comes to the vessel becoming Tameh, even though there is a requirement of toch, the Tumah has to be inside the vessel, but the main thing that's becoming Tameh is the vessel itself. So as long as there's something that's inside of the vessel, it's going to be Tameh, even if that inside is unusable because it's filled up, but the vessel itself does have something which is an inside section. So that part can become Tameh even if it's totally filled. So that explains the ruling of the Tosefta. But with regard to the protection of Tzamid Pesil, so it's not just a practical thing that there needs to be an inside section. It's the essence of the whole protection that it protects things that have the status of being inside. So we're not dealing with the vessels inside anymore. We're dealing with the status of being inside the vessel. So that does not apply if the vessel is totally filled up on the inside. So this explains the distinction between these two halachas, even though they both have a requirement of toch, but when it comes to the tzamid pasil, anything that's being protected has to have the status of being inside the vessel. So if the vessel is totally filled up, then the things that are inside it lose that status. They're not considered toch of the vessel, so the tzamid pasil doesn't protect them. As opposed to becoming tameh, even though that only happens on the inside of the vessel, but even if it's totally filled up, but still the vessel itself has an inside, so that part can become Tameh, even if there's something that's filling it up. So that explains the distinction between Samid Pasil versus the Klecheres becoming Tameh, how the requirement of Toch means two different things in the two different cases, conceptually, and as well as how that affects the case when it's totally filled up. So this approach, again, reinforces the centrality of Toch to the protection of Tzamid Pasil, that only something which has the status of being inside the vessel is included in Tzamid Pasil. Now, in the final paragraph, Rab Chaim says that even though conceptually we could reconcile this Rambam with the ruling of the Tosefta, but it does seem that the Rambam himself actually disagrees outright with this ruling of the Tosefta, and he holds that if the vessel is totally filled up inside, it does not become Tameh. Because the Rambam in Hilchus Mikvos Aleph Gimel writes, Any vessel of other materials that becomes Tameh can be purified in the Mikvah, except for Klei Cheres. Klei Cheres are unable to be purified by dipping in the Mikvah. Why? Because the Torah says that the only way to purify Klei Cheres is to break it. You can't dip it in the Mikvah. So now the Rambam is trying 
trying to reinforce this point that there is no way to purify klecheres except for breaking it. And he says, Even if the klecheres was connected to the ground or attached with a nail or filled with clay. So these are all things that ordinarily would make the klecheres tahor, but in this case, since it's already tameh, none of them work. The only thing that purifies it is breaking it. So basically, the Rambam gives us a list of things which ordinarily would protect the klecheres from becoming tameh, and one of them is that it's filled with clay. So this Rambam is saying that the only reason this clay cheres, which is now filled up, is still Tameh, is because it was already Tameh. And the Torah said that a clay cheres does not lose its Tumah unless it's broken. So there is no way to correct this clay cheres, even though it's now totally filled up. But the implication of the Rambam is that if before the clay cheres became Tameh, it had been totally filled up, then it would not be able to become Tameh to begin with. So says Rab Chaim, that fits in even better with his analysis because he explained that according to the Rambam, if the whole thing inside is filled up, it loses the status of toch. It no longer has an inside and that's why the things inside of it are not protected with samid pasil. So the same is now true in the equivalent case whether this klecheres can become tameh and according to the Rambam, if it's totally filled up, it no longer has a toch with regards to tuma, and since a klecheres only becomes tameh, from the inside, so this filled up klecheres cannot become tame at all. So this is Rab Chaim's piece to explain the ruling of the Rambam. The key conceptual idea that he develops is that Samid Pasil is limited only to things that are inside the vessel. That's the fundamental protection of Samid Pasil. And as part of that idea, he discusses why the walls of the vessel itself are included. So he explains that the Torah included them as if they're inside the vessel. He also discusses something that's in tit, inside the vessel, whether that has the status of inside the vessel, as well as whether there's differences between the vessel becoming Tameh versus the protection of Tzamed Pasil in terms of the status of being inside.